0: The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young is presented by Morton. Morton is a world-class fueling company that is used by the likes of Iliad Kipchoge, Molly Seidel, Mo Farah, Lex and Leo Young, and is even the official fuel sponsor of the Boston and Berlin Marathons, two of the world majors every single year. And in addition to this, Morton is used by the vast majority of endurance professional athletes due to the fact that Morton has their scientific formula down to a T with their amazing hydrogel technology. I personally have had the opportunity to try out some of Morton over the past week and all I can really say is that this stuff is truly incredible. I was on a long bike ride the other day and popped one of their gels halfway through and immediately I felt so much better and in my head, I thought, no wonder so many of these professional athletes are using this product through training and through their races. It was actually used by Eliud Kipchoge the first time he broke two hours in the marathon. That was his fuel of choice, as he was running 433 pace for 26.2 miles, which is truly mind-blowing. And as you'll hear throughout this series, Lex and Leo also use their products to stay optimally fueled for their training so that they can race at their highest level. You can click the link in the show notes to any of these episodes to see more about morton's product and you can go on their website right now Uh, you can go morton.com which is spelled m-a-u-r-t-e-n.com to see all of their incredible products and listen to the episodes each week to hear about how lex leo and myself incorporate this incredible product into our training so that we are able and ready to race at our best level so without further ado let's get into today's incredible episode Just a quick little note before we get into today's episode of The Call Room. If you've been enjoying this series so far, we would greatly appreciate it if you like, subscribe, and share the show with your friends. That way we can reach new people as we document the Young's historic season this year. And then a quick side note, uh, we will do a recap episode of Clovis, hopefully soon after the race, so stay tuned for that. Again, subscribe so you don't miss out on that. But without further ado, enjoy my uh, lighthearted, fun, insightful conversation with Lex and Leo Young. Lex and Leo, welcome back to the fifth ever episode of The Call Room. How are you guys doing today?
1: Pretty good. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah. So I think last weekend, uh, Iliad Kipchoge broke the world record in the marathon. He broke his own world record, and I believe he ran like 201.09 which I think is 4.36 per mile. And this question started circulating around the internet as to how long you could run at Kipchoge marathon pace. So I posed the question to you guys as a little icebreaker to start things out. How long do you think you could hang with the goat in a marathon? I Actually, I saw that. What's um, the exact
1: conversion? Of it was, what exact it was something did. around, wasn't it roughly like 14.20 for a 5K?
0: Um, Whatever 4.36 pace is. I'm not quite sure the 5K split, but ridiculously fast. Yeah, 436 pace. It's on the streets, right?
1: I think I think I could probably hold on anywhere between a 5k and a 10k. I think somewhere between those two, I would die off. But I think, or, I don't know. I think that's a fair. I I think I could, if I'm feeling amazing, I think I could make it probably close to 10k. But yeah, that that's a fast pace.
0: And I feel like this is a question that's posed to like young track stars and totally you guys do not need to answer this probably for like another 15 years, but is when you think about like sports in general and the marathon, does the idea of a marathon excite you or is it like, uh, my longest long runs, like only 13 or 14 miles. That's way too long.
1: It's definitely a little exciting, but it's also very daunting when you think about it. Cause yeah, we run like 12 miles for our long run. So that's like
0: over twice that, you know, totally, totally. So I guess since the last time we talked, a lot has happened Do one of you or both of you just kind of want to give a recap on this past month of uh, training. You guys are back to school as well. Um, maybe talk about, you know, just the past month as a preview and then we can, you know, I'll ask some follow-up questions along the way.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So this past month, I guess that's most of pretty much just September has been, um, really like the start of our real season training. You know, it's, um, kind of that transition from more of the tempo, just mileage kind of stuff in the summer to like really hammering the workouts, um, in the fall to get ready for some serious racing. Um, we actually, we haven't done any serious races. We had a league meet, um, but that we, that served more as a workout. So following that, um, we've done, we've just done a lot of interval workouts. We've done, um, mile repeats, some K's, some eight hundreds, two K's, which we'll have a video out next weekend on. So I guess the weekend following this episode, we'll have a video on that. Um, and it's been a lot of workouts we did. We've even done some speed work. We've done some, all kinds of things. The, the biggest point of this is just, we've been training really, really hard. We've been really inwardly focused on the team, not worrying about anything out there people racing we're just focusing on getting our team really really fit so that we're ready to show up when it matters and that's kind of that's just been the focus um
0: yeah that's awesome
1: that it's, it's just it's been a lot of fun and we have a lot of people that are really fit and really
0: excited so i guess a quick follow-up question now that school has started Can you paint a picture of how, um, I don't know, do you guys find it difficult to continue to train at the high level that you guys do with school in the way? Because specifically, I know you guys have morning practice some of the days and you have to wake up really early. Can you take us through kind of how your training shifts from in the summer when you can sleep in maybe some days to then school where it's like you need to wake up at a specific time to be on time for a run so you get it in before school or whatnot?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, our schedule kind of shifts pretty dramatically in a much more intense manner. Um, during the summer, we pretty much can sleep in until at least seven every single day, which is absolutely lovely, you know, but come school when school is starting at, our school actually starts at 830, which isn't super early. I've heard of a lot of schools that start really early, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, so typically like Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll have like a morning practice at 630 a.m., um just because then we'll do some, we'll do some strengthening stuff. Maybe we'll do a morning run. Um, but that's really just, that's not like, that's not that bad, but to do that, we'll probably, we'll probably wake up around like five 36 ish, probably more like five 30. Um, and then, but the thing is, is that lately it's been pretty hot. So to dodge the heat and also, and also just as an effect of some of the parks nearby that we like to work out at, like, they they get booked up really easily by like soccer teams and stuff and like maybe they're booked at four but like the thing is is that like we don't have time prior to get the workout in so it sucks because like we have just barely enough time to do the workout so we end up coming in the morning like lately we've been doing like these 5 30 a.m workouts that it's pitch black when we start but then by the time the intervals start we have just enough light and those are so much fun but to do that i'm waking up at like 4 15 which is so painful
0: but <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's okay. when you need some coffee out of your running effect mug. Am I right? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. The running effect mug plus some coffee. A lot of those days, there's also then some afternoon practice. So it's really just a grind.
1: I guess that's just the, the... The conclusion is it's a grind.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Lex, maybe you want to answer this one. Uh, Leo, you kind of took us through that you guys have been nailing these workouts this past month. You guys have been training hard. You guys have been preparing as a whole team for some upcoming important races. Is there a particular workout in mind that stands out as being like you hit that and you were like, man, we are in crazy shape right now. Like, Does one specific workout stick out in your mind as like being the best workout this past month?
1: Hmm. Well, we did have, I guess, really the the past couple have been pretty awesome. We had a kilometer workout eight by a K with uh, I think we averaged under like either at or under two fifty. It was probably average for like two forty nine, which is a pretty uh, fast pace considering, and it wasn't even like on like a fast course either. But uh, that was a workout where afterwards, I I mean like I was telling uh Tanya the coach, I was telling her I thought. I thought the course was short. Like I was, it was really like, I, I wasn't expecting to run those times, but I guess we are pretty fit and it's, uh, yeah, it's going well. I mean, every workout you feel yourself getting fitter and fitter and it's just like, just the building of like knowing how ready we are to race. Like it's going to be awesome. I've been waiting. We've been waiting to race for so long. It's going to be exciting to watch all the work finally pay off.
0: Right. So you guys have run hundreds, probably th- yeah, thousands of miles uh, over the past like four years of high school running. You've done so many workouts. You've ran so many races. What are your thoughts when you just think that this is like your your last chance, uh, your last season ever in high school cross country running?
1: I think we got to make it count. You know, it's the last chance for us to go out yeah. there and really dominate. Like this is our senior year. We want to treat every race like it's our last, and just don't. Leave with regrets, you know. Like you don't. There, there is no more. Like year after this, to run high school, you know. Like if we want to make a mark on high school running, it's going to be now.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. So, what about like the team aspect? So, we've been talking about you two individually, but I know you guys are very team minded, and you guys are great in your roles as leaders on the team. How's the team looking overall? And how fun is it to kind of rebuild the team? I know you still have some key players from last year still on the team, but you know, embracing this role of leadership more, the the two of you in creating this new team for this new season.
1: Um Lex, do you want
0: to take this one? Yeah. No, I think it's it's awesome. It's uh we've got a good group
1: of guys, a lot of incoming kids like freshman year that are gonna be pretty strong, maybe not like top seven strong, but we've got a fair bit of depth this year and It's definitely it's really neat being, uh, I guess, those like senior uh, guys on the team where you can dictate what happens and you can help instill like a really positive culture into the team of people who want to work hard and do the work and, you know, like just benefit from all of the, the training. And it's we have a solid group of guys that are buying into that, you know, who are who understand what kind of positive impact running can have on you and your life and how powerful it can be, you know? So it's gonna be exciting when we can finally watch all of that come together. Yeah, indeed.
0: Yeah, that's when those like 4.15 a.m. wake-ups pay off at the end of the season, when you look back and you're like, this was all worth it. Um, I'm curious to hear, Leo, I think you touched on this earlier, you were basically talking about the aspect of trying to focus on yourself when, you know, everyone around the country is running races and running really fast times. You guys had, and a lot of your teammates ran the Woodbridge Invitational where a lot of kids ran fast. You had the Chili Pepper Festivals, uh, w- what I think it's called. You, you know, you have a lot of meets going on in the past few weeks where kids are running fast fast. Uh, Lex and Leo, you two both haven't really officially raced this season. So have you found it one hard to be like, you know, hold yourself back because I'm sure you're just ready to go, but two, like stay inward, stay inward focused and, you know, trust the process when you see other kids running fast times and you probably want to compare yourself to those kids.
1: Um, I think that the, 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 the reason I don't think it's particularly hard and that's only because I think Lex and I train so closely together. I think if I was training alone, it'd be much, much more difficult because I have no one else to work really hard with and kind of compare myself to. So like the thing is, is that Lex and I can work, we work really hard together and we see us, we see ourselves, we see both of us, you know, making great progress and hitting the workouts really well. And I think because we have like the reference of each other and pushing each other during the workout, we're not like looking elsewhere for like that same, like, oh, can I beat this person? Can I beat that person? Like it allows us to stay more inwardly focused
0: when it really matters. So Lex, you talked about just a minute ago, you wanted to leave your mark on the high school running scene, essentially. What do you guys want to be remembered by at the end of the season when people hear Lex and Leo Young, your names in the coming years, what do you want them to think of when they hear that?
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's a big, uh, a big statement, but I want people to think of us as the fastest people to ever run high school you know i want to we i want to have the the one of the most dominant seasons we can you know i don't i want me and leo to go one and two every race we can
0: i guess that's the goal yeah yeah there you go i love your upfrontness do you guys find it hard maybe this is a bit of a silly question but you know at the end of the day a podcast is just a conversation and i would ask you guys this off of the recording um is it like Hard to answer those questions when you know some people will take what you say out of context or take it as like prideful.
1: Yeah, a a little bit, because I know that people are going to think it sounds a little bit, uh, I guess, cocky or egotistical, but it's like, I know the fitness I'm in. I know the fitness Leo is in. So I know the kind of, I guess, status that we're going to like, what we're going to be, how fit we're going to be going into the races. So I know it's going to be pretty hard for other people to, I'm not saying other people can't race us or match us. It's just going to be, or be whether or not they're willing to work as hard, you know, cause right. I know I put everything into running. So if they're willing to work as hard as we are and build that same fitness, then it's gonna be awesome that would actually make it even better yeah we'll make i know there's plenty of people that are ready to do that so it's gonna be a really interesting season
0: for sure one of my favorite quotes it's something like confidence comes through preparation and that certainly seems like the case with you guys where it's like um maybe some people will take you guys as being cocky but at the end of the day you guys are just really confident and you're really confident because you prepare so diligently and so well and i'm sure when you step on the starting line of clovis this weekend in the back of your head you're not second guessing oh i could have done this or that because you know you did every single little thing possible to be you know at your best version of yourself
1: yeah yeah i think it's like for me at least the way i look at it is it's like i'm not my confidence it's not that i'm confident that i can beat other people out there i'm confident that i've trained as hard as i can and i'm confident that i can translate that training to race day now if someone else has worked harder than me and they've gotten fitter than me, then they can beat me. And then that's, and that's good for them. But the thing is, is that like, well, I think it's good well, I'm because just, I'm confident that I can work as hard as I can, but it's not saying that I'm confident that I'm better than other people, which is not the case. Well, I think the idea is that, you know, how fit you are, you know, how fit you can race. So when it comes to race day, you already know what kind of time you're going to run, you know, what you can hold yourself to, and you know, how fast that is. So you kind of already know, like, it's like, you're going into it already kind of knowing what you're gonna race because you have seen it in practice. So then you hold yourself to that. And then you are, I guess, it's yeah
0: no totally that totally makes sense um i guess i got this question uh we got this question a lot on instagram when i put up a questions poll i think a lot of people are curious to hear kind of the turnaround of coaches this year and how uh how things have changed since sean went on to his ucla job so could maybe one of you talk about the changes um in the past month of official training with basically a new coach
1: yeah well um well yeah so now Tanya is our coach and that means that, well, I mean, they have very similar training, right? Cause they're husband and wife. So it's not like from our perspective, not that much has changed because we're, we're just doing what Tanya says, which is similar to what Sean would have said. Um, And I think that that's allowing us to still train in a very similar regimen, which, I mean, I think that being a constant is very helpful in us still being able to train really well. Um, I think it's uh. I don't know i think it's still gonna be i think it's gonna be a really successful season because she's doing a really good job of like leading the team um and helping and motivating everyone during the workouts to really go after it and i'm excited to see like how that translates to race day
0: The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young is also presented by Roll Recovery. Roll Recovery is a company that is designed by runners for runners. They've created state-of-the-art products that not only help runners stay healthy, but also keep their body primed and ready to go for training. Their mission is to create thoughtfully designed products to keep your body moving. Roll Recovery is used by many of the world's top runners, including world champion Emma Coburn, US 10K champion Joe Klecker, world championship medalist Emily Infield, and numerous other top athletes. I'm sure you guys have all seen um, one of your favorite runners using Roll Recovery's products because they are really just that good that the top athletes want to use these products for their recovery routines. Lex, Leo, and myself have all gotten the opportunity to try out some of their products and I have found immense value from using them in our routines. These products are truly incredible. They have the R3, which is a foot roller, foot massager, orthopedic foot roller they have the r8 which is really state-of-the-art i've never seen anything like it it is so incredible they also have the r1 which is a massage gun i've tried out numerous massage guns in the past few years and this is by far my favorite Uh, You can go to their website and check out their whole list of products. But let me just say, every single one is thoughtfully designed and definitely has a place in your recovery and warm-up routine. You can go to the link in my show notes of any episode to find out more about these products. And you can also follow them on Instagram. Roll recovery or go to their website RollRecovery.com to stay up to date on all their incredible products and projects that they have going on so make sure to check that out okay let's get back into today's episode so in the terms of like talking and setting goals i'm sure you guys did this this past summer or maybe even at the end of the track season when you guys personally maybe sat down and, and thought to yourself what do i want to accomplish this season um what how do you approach like setting goals and even as a team as well, not just individually, but as a team, setting these goals and then talking to your coach and, and working towards those goals throughout the season.
1: Um, I think, I mean, I don't think we're huge goal setters. I think from a team perspective, definitely. Individually, I'm more so, I set a lot of goals as far as like work ethic. Like I think about like workouts and stuff and I think, okay, I really, really, really want to focus on those key workouts this year or maybe consistency. Or like being open to trying new things such as like maybe running slightly more mileage than last year but the biggest thing where we set goals is as a team like because the thing is it's for a team to really work everyone has to hold each other accountable and i think setting the goals helps so everyone's really really clear on what they want and as a team um we have five or six guys probably seven that are ready to run really really hard i mean everyone's ready to give it their all and i think that that's going to translate to some really great team times so we we just like when we're up in big Bear, we sit down and we talk about it and we're just saying, okay, what do we want to do? We all want, we want to do, we want to as a team collectively always hold each other accountable in the workouts. So then we can hold each other accountable in the race and we want to race as a team. Like if you're passing your teammate, you're not like, Oh yeah, I'm going to pass my teammate. And I'm fourth guy. You're passing the teammate and you're saying, come on, let's go. You know, like it's, I think a big thing about setting our goals is setting our mindsets to be really really productive for the success of the team and ideally with that we want it we want to win a national championship
0: yeah and I that's it that. your... for sure um another question i have personally and uh, other people have asked this as well i think the outside world maybe looks at your guys's life and they're like how do they do it all and they're listening to this podcast and they're like they wake up at 4.15 some days to get their workout in. Then they have a full day of school. Some days they have afternoon practice. They have schoolwork and homework and um, figuring out stuff in their future. And then they also have this super high-quality YouTube channel. Like, how do they do it all? So can you maybe walk people through how you balance all these different facets of life but also try to be successful in all of them as you guys have been?
1: Um. Well, I think a big factor is Lex and I both – like. We both are very, very, very like obsessed with productivity, I guess. Well, I would say I would put it more of the say the way as, uh, you know, it's it's just about the dream. You know, like if you have a dream, you want you got to be willing to work for it. You know, like we both want to be as fast as we can. And that's one of our dreams. We also want to be able to produce the best videos we can. So we work towards that and we're willing to, you know, Put in the 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 extra like quite literally the extra mile to get there, you know. So we're willing to. It's just about how how much you want it, you know. To a certain extent, how it's mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Like we're willing to do all those things. We're willing to wake up at four a.m. or, I guess, like focus or like you know sacrifice other things and yeah yeah for no, sure I think, yeah I put it really well Lex.
0: um. I guess more of a fun question, and someone asked us in the Instagram uh, questions, and I'm trying to incorporate those into this episode. Um, who who's the teammate on the team most frequently to make everyone crack up?
1: Who? It's interesting. It's gotta be either Braden or Cantu. Those two are some real
0: jokesters. They uh, a nasty combo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> together they. What? Yeah. They get some good stuff going.
0: So like before a race, I'm curious because everyone's different. You you show up to the race. What's like your normal race routine? And are you guys like super dialed in the whole time? Are you guys like super loose and laughing around until like you're on the starting line?
1: Definitely more loose and laughing around. Yeah i think that helps me like keep it really fun and then i'm just more excited to go after it when the gun goes off yeah racing should be a fun experience the tough stuff is when you're training you know like you already did the work you're there to have fun you know get there enjoy it get on the line and then grind you know like don't be like putting all the pressure on your head while you're just waking up in the morning taking a shower going for your warm-up like enjoy those things because it's not very often when you get to But like obviously that doesn't mean we're not nervous for the race Like. We're obviously super, uh, I think I, I still get like nervous for the race, but it's not as much, but it's like, it's less like I'm afraid and more so I'm excited. And I think that's, what's really important is converting the nerves to excitement.
0: So I guess another Instagram question that I can weave into this. Someone asked what is your favorite cross country course you've ever ran on? And what is your least favorite cross country course you've ever ran on?
1: Oh, well, my favorite is definitely, I think Woodward park. Um, It's a 5k. It has some street, like some concrete, a lot of dirt and stuff. It's like by no means an easy course. Like it's a pretty tough course, but I think it's so much fun because it's like, it's one of those courses that like, if you really know it, like it really helps you. And it's just so much fun. Cause like the middle of it, where your miles are usually the slowest is where it gets really, really hilly. So it's a fun challenge. And then the end it gets real fast, which is so much fun. Like, I don't know. I just, I just, I've never run that course and walked away from it thinking like, wow that wasn't fun i am always like that was awesome i love that course. um but what's my least favorite course what's your favorite uh well my favorite is also uh woodward park and i and least favorite uh oh it would be easy just to like raw on uh mount sack but i do mount sack it's kind of like love hate because it's it's a fun course when you're going up the hills and you're like going through some of the turns but it's just the downhills that i hate you know like the downhills when you're racing are not fun it's just it's painful because you're you know it's not good for your knees it's not good for your body so it's just it feels uh excessive for two rounds before the state meet but besides that it is a fun course with the the switchbacks and the nice because the running up hills is fun when you're racing i think Mm -hmm. yeah i think so i like that a lot um i think if there's one course that's maybe not so fun I feel like what I'm just trying to think about all the courses that I've run. Like I know, I know the old course that used to be the CIF um, prelims and finals course for cross country. It was in Riverside. That one, like, as far as like courses go, like it was like good, like it was good. It was efficient. They could get the people running quickly, but it was just so boring that like, I didn't like it. Like I definitely did not enjoy running that course. Um, And then, oh, a really, really bad course was desert twilight not it was like a couple years ago it was like during covid and it wasn't it's not like it was their fault it was just because like because of covid it was the only place they could get and it was way far too small so then it was just like we were like running and the trails getting really narrow i felt like i was gonna like fall into like the lake on the golf course like, <laughs> it was, like i don't want to discredit them because like it was incredible that they put a race together at that time because this is like probably september 2020 when like no one will let you do a thing so we were so happy to just be there But like looking back on it with the opportunities we have now as far as courses, because everything's open, like that was not like a great course, but it was so much fun.
0: So do you guys like looped courses where you do, you know, the course more than once or do you prefer a course that you never repeat the same part?
1: Oh, I mean, I like a little repetition, I think
0: maybe a little bit like Woodward Park has a good balance. Well, about. it's
1: awesome because well, you have a lot of repetition. You go out, you do a loop and then you come back the way you came, which is you go, you do it in reverse, but it's, it's fun when you do the same bit more than once, I think. Cause then it's, it's always a little, feels a little different the second time around. Like I like that about Mount Sac, how the first bit, you loop the first circle twice before you start going out. Yeah. Like I thought that but was cool. I think, for example, like our home course, it's called pepper tree. I'm sure there's no coverage of it out anywhere, but like, there's a there's like a lot of repetition like, I don't I like, like that there's course. some areas we probably go on it like three times but there's like this one hilly part for example that we do twice and i think it's like having those specific like specific aspects of it that you have to repeat is not fun like that's a nice thing about like what lex is saying with mount sack is like you loop but like you're not looping like the the like specific or hard areas twice it's just some general areas so then it's like every different loop has something different but some similarities
0: so using this final time of today's episode let's talk about the future and what is upcoming i mentioned it i think once or twice in this episode this coming weekend is the clovis invitational before i ask uh any further questions about this is it true that your brother nico still has the course record on that course is that true is it
1: where woodward heart no no he never did
0: uh no, no, maybe no, no. for the cl-
1: Fernandez does yeah, Herman Fernandez does, and yeah, or I unless like one of the meat well, maybe he has the Clovis meat record, I would believe that. I think
0: that's probably true. Okay, and do, wasn't but that like that, 1428 yeah. or something crazy like that? Yeah, that's no, what the, the club course was. is.
1: The course is like 1424, I think. Yeah, but, I ran but, like but Nico's 1428. was 1428, I think. Oh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. this weekend, what are the goals? How are you guys feeling going into it? And, like, you know, at the end of the day, it is your first official race, so how excited are you guys to toe the line for the first time officially? I'm super excited. I'm so excited. It's been a
1: long time in the making. I think that, uh, I think if we race how our training is telling, I think I would expect to that. I think the the course record that the Herman Fernandez, uh, 1424 is definitely, I think on a good day, we could be reaching for that. Yeah. I think, I think on a good day, we're feeling good. I think 1420 could be possible because we, I mean, we both ran close to that last year. Leo ran 1428 and I ran 1430. At the state meet, so it was. it's, I'm not, for sure it's not horribly out of this world to think about going around fourteen twenty.
0: So I have to ask, you know, you know, throw some banter in this episode. You guys are like <laughs> unbelievably closely matched. I mean, as you guys were just saying last year, you were two seconds apart. I feel like you look at any race result, and you guys are really close to each other. During these runs or workouts or easy runs or just general in living with each other and you know banter. You know, what's the conversation? Of course, like you both could break the course record, but only the person who places first has the course record, right? And only the pla- yeah. person who places first, you know, places first. Everyone else behind him is second, third, etc. So is there any banter between you two about, you know, beating one another because you guys are so evenly matched, but also you love each other as brothers and as teammates and as training partners, but also at the end of the day, it is a competition between the two of you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll say this, Uh, if we got the course record at Clovis, you only really have it until the state meet, you know, so it's whoever, whoever gets it, if we were to get it, there's always two tries. So there's definitely a little bit of competition between that, because obviously we both would love to, to, to have a course record like that. But it's, I guess whoever's day, whoever has it that day, whoever's got that extra little bit, it's to them.
0: What about this? What about this? You both have trained with each other long enough to know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Does that play into your mind when you're racing the other brother? Like, Hey, I know he's weak in this area. I'm going to try pushing there.
1: Uh, potentially, but I think, yeah, I think definitely. I think maybe there's some bit of that, but it's really, I think a lot of it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like some parts will probably be helping. We'll be pushing each other, but at the end of the day, like I know that like Lex isn't going to drop off me unless he's absolutely dead. Like I could start sprinting in the middle of the race and he'd still stick on me. And I know the same thing
0: would happen vice versa.
1: So it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Right. Right. And then another question full up from this, this came out, uh, after we first, or after like our last episode, we recorded, um, of course, inevitably, you know, running websites come out with rankings. I believe Lex was ranked number one in a few and Leo, you were ranked number one in a few. Well, how funny is that when you see that and it's just like completely split down the middle?
1: It's hilarious. It's good. I mean, I think it's like it only fortifies like my position
0: too, which is like I have no clue which one of us is going to get any of these, uh, which who's going to get the win. <laughs> and then like looking to the future, I'm sure people want to know this. Have you guys chosen a national meet? Um, and yeah, like what's, what's that looking like for planning the rest of your season? I know on an earlier episode, you said you were kind of waiting to see what individuals and teams pick, uh, their national meet. And then also like the reason you guys are opening up so late is because you want to represent us at world cross championships, uh, I think in January or February, I believe. So what are your thoughts on all of that? Well, first we'll be,
1: first would be, um, uh usa's which is going to be we're gonna have to really show up there if we want to even make it to Worlds. right but so that's the goal is to try to get to there but as far as national championships is concerned i think that we're probably going to go to nxn um just because i don't know they put on a they put on a good meet and that well, really it comes down to what our coaches are thinking and that's
0: what the coaches are thinking right now so that's what it's going to be awesome awesome so i know a classic question what is your favorite post-race meal after clovis let's say you guys both break the course record you but you know at the end of the day if you both break it that's an incredible race doesn't matter which brother wins you guys will both go at it again throughout the season what's like the ideal post-race meal to celebrate i really like chick-fil-a
1: oh i love chick-fil-a i love
0: chick-fil-a after a race that's like I think that's kind of like our favorite. Like we tend yeah, to do just that a picking lot. Picking out
1: at Chick Fil A, getting like two sandwiches, mac and cheese, oh God. a drink.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. So what is the best? Yeah. What's like the go-to Chick Fil A order? You have an unlimited budget. What are you getting?
1: Oh, I get like I get one of those um, spicy chicken like deluxe sandwiches that has like everything in it. It's so good. And then on top of that, I'll get like a side of mac and cheese, one of the huge French fries. Um, probably. <laughs> I'll, if it's like the evening I, I won't have tea I'll have um, just the lemonade but not any of the diet stuff I'll just have like the regular lemonade cause like I don't know I don't want fake sugar um, <laughs> and then I'll um, and then I'll also probably get like a brownie or something cause actually they're kinda decent they're pretty good their cookies are so record, good like, reward. I had the rewards so I tried it and then I accidentally redeemed my rewards for like a brownie twice and so I have like a bunch of brownie rewards already redeemed waiting to be scanned
0: so I guess it's gonna be brownies for a while Nice. That's awesome. Um, I have to ask, you know, there's... Well, I guess you probably answered this already in your answer there, but the, the big debate question is Chick-fil-A or Chipotle. So are you, are you sticking with Chick-fil-A?
1: Oh, Chipotle? I don't go to Chipotle no. unless I have to. Chick-fil-A all the way over Chipotle. There's so no, like... Chipotle is, like, just... I guess it's just all right. I mean, I have so much... There's so many better, like... We uh, can get a better your burrito than Bigger tastier
0: for half the price. Oh, yeah. Okay, I do think... Uh, for for other people's credit, I think part of it, and I live in the Midwest, so I totally feel this, I think part of it is our only, and I'm speaking like our, as in I'm a part of this because I live in the Midwest, our only option for like a... (laughs) I put good in quotations uh, like burrito or like Mexican place is Chipotle because we just don't have variety over here. But I, I, now that I say it, I know California has like a gajillion different burrito places. So no, that totally makes oh, yeah. sense. Um, I have to, I have to ask, we're kind of veering off of running subjects, but I'm totally chill with it. I think Chick-fil-A just released like a new autumn spice milkshake. What are your guys's opinions on pumpkin season? Do you guys like pumpkin or is it like a pass? I'm ready for like, you know, Christmas. Oh, I the, love only, pumpkin.
1: the thing I like at pumpkin, the pumpkin season thing is there's this one thing at Starbucks that my girlfriend got me into, which is this pumpkin cold foam chai. It's like, it's like a chai from Starbucks. It's Wait, a really Leo, chai. I
0: have to pause you. Are you saying you've gotten out of your black coffee habits? This is big.
1: No, 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 no. I just had a great black coffee this morning. Um, It's just that I also am obsessed with chai. You don't so. have to scream. Okay. I'm also obsessed with chai and they, And I usually like a spicier chai, like a more authentic one. But the one at Starbucks is really sweet. And they put this like pumpkin cold foam on it too. And it's so good. Like I've had, I've like caved and got that a couple times so far this pumpkin season.
0: Okay. Well, it's at least nice to hear that you don't exclusively drink black coffee. That's refreshing to hear. Um, I guess on the terms of like, (laughs) we're, we're talking about pumpkin season, which is like fall. What is your like favorite holiday or season of the year?
1: Um, I love, uh probably a hot take but i love uh thanksgiving oh thanksgiving same break, I think, is awesome it's like right in fall but like when it's a little bit colder and the food i love thanksgiving food and it's just like being with your family it's like christmas without all of the the crazy parts of christmas you know like it's not overly decorative or like celebratory it's just like really it it's
0: always just so wholesome you know for sure simple version simple version yeah. How about you leo yeah
1: um i will go with i don't really i'm not a fan of thanksgiving food i don't like turkey i don't like gravy i don't like
0: man leo you just have the most controversial food opinions are you, are you saying this <laughs> I just to bring in conflict honestly
1: when it comes to thanksgiving like i'm like looking for the mashed potatoes and i'm drinking martinelli's like to the apple the apple juice like that's it like but christmas i like christmas because i could drink eggnog forever i love eggnog hey and, eggnog's at thanksgiving too okay But then there's also the cookies. And there's also, again, Martinelli's and the prime rib. I don't know. I don't really like the prime rib. Honestly, Christmas food and Thanksgiving food, like the actual food. I've never really vibed with, except for Christmas Eve. We make cioppino, right? Isn't that what it's called? The Italian dish where it's like the seven fishes and stuff like, or whatever. Like it's a big, it's a great like fish broth dish. Like it's so good. So I think Christmas time is the best.
0: Okay, this is so random. I feel like this is turning into a holiday podcast, but this is great. I love it. Um, So in terms of talking about, like, Christmas, you guys live in California. I live in Ohio where it's icy and snowy all winter long. When it comes to Christmas time, do you guys, like, miss – or not even miss because you guys have probably never really experienced snow. Is it, like – I don't know. I can't even – In the Midwest, I can't even, like, recall having Christmas without some sort of snow. So in California, do you guys, like, miss that aspect of Christmas where you watch a Christmas movie and, like, inevitably there's, like, three feet of snow in it and you guys, like, go outside and it's 60 and sunny?
1: Yeah, I've always wished I could have snow for Christmas. Like, I wish I could, like, go up into the mountains and, like, get a snowy Christmas. But then every time it's Christmas and I come outside and I'm, like, wearing a sweater, I'm already getting hot. But it's also (laughs) nice because then you have a really enjoyable run and totally it's like go to the beach if you want
0: right winter sucks really up until after christmas or before christmas like i like the build up to christmas because like as we're talking about it's kind of a part of christmas but then after christmas it's like um my track has snow on it and i have a track workout today uh this this is tough so no i i am honestly jealous that you guys don't really get snow guys this has been a super fun uh conversation it's been fun kicking back and chatting with you guys is there anything else you want to discuss or talk about before we wrap this up um
1: i don't think so we got to leave something for the next episode
0: yeah exactly i love to hear it well all of you listeners, make sure you stay subscribed and share the show with your friends. Next episode will probably be a recap of Clovis and whatever happens. This episode will come out before Clovis. You can go in the show notes and I'll leave some sort of information on how to either like check results for the meet or um, like watch the meet live if Mile Split does that. So make sure you stay tuned to see how Lex and Leo and the Newberry Park Boys do. But until next episode, Lex and Leo, this has been a fun time as always, and I will catch you guys next time. All right. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We would greatly appreciate it if you like, subscribe, share the show with your friends, and even gave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed today's episode. You can also support the sponsors who bring us today's show, Morton and Roll Recovery, which are two critically important brands within the running community and can definitely help you guys achieve and reach your goals that you've set for yourself. You guys can scroll down to the show notes of every episode to find their unique links and check out their incredible products. So until next episode, we will catch you then. I hope your running is going well. So until then, peace out.